<laughs> well, isn't that what you do in Kentucky, right? I mean, you get a glass of bourbon at 8 a.m., you put on your bathrobe and your wig, and you go outside and take a walk. It's, it's what you do. <laughs> Yo, 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 hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what's up, America, what's up, China, what's up, Australia, what's up, Ireland, what's up, Scotland, what's up, Norway, Netherlands, what about you, Russia, you silly little devils, you? What is up, world? What is up, creative world? I hope everybody out there is as pumped up as I am to be breathing today, to have another day to create the life that we absolutely love. My name is Heath Armstrong. I am your host, and this is another phenomenal episode of the Archipreneur Now podcast. And today, I've got a little bit of a treat for you, little boys and girls. I've got on Jason Moore from the Zero to Travel podcast, definitely probably my favorite, at least top two favorite podcast on iTunes. I put him up there with Tim Ferriss, and obviously I've got to give Travis some love too at Extra Pack of Peanuts, but because you know that I'm trying to create the life I love of location independence, Jason has the Zero to Travel show, which allows us to do that, and I am a member of their closed site location indie where I get a network with all these amazing people around the world that are doing or pursuing the exact same dream that I have. So it's awesome to be able to do. Jason has so many tips of advice on how to get started traveling. You can live your life on the road if you want to. It's not always something that has to be done, but if you have a passion for travel, if you have a passion for seeing the world, and if you have a passion for fist pumping, up and down and all around the world, face down, pants down, in any city that you want to dream of, this is the guy that you need to be listening to. Uh, I highly recommend you check out ZeroToTravel.com and the Zero to Travel podcast, and we'll get right into this interview because it is awesome. It's the tits, man. And we're going to get into Jason's strategy on really how he lives his life location independent, what, what a digital nomad is. Is this stuff real? Hell yes, it is. And kind of a day in the life of, of Jason. Tips for traveling to pay places on really little budgets as possible. You can get extensive versions of all these topics by listening to his podcast. But I wanted to bring him on for a summary because it's all awesome. And get to know his story a little bit because it was something that was sort of in the dark to me. So I'm pumped to be able to share that with you. So break the rules, but first break the rulers, and here we go. Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity stickity riggity dickity beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, I do. I do. get on with your bad selves. Yeah. If you love 
love to travel, if you love the idea of a location independence, if you love doing what you want, when you want, and experiencing the world through and through, well, you better wobble those silly little ears to the front and center, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome my wiggity, 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 wackity guest today, he's the host of the Zero to Travel podcast, the co-founder of Location Indie, a community of people ready to dominate the world, which I'm a member. He's been up, he's been down, he's been all around the great big globe, and ain't nobody gonna hold him down. Oh no, a skid a rinkity dinkity dink a skid a rinkity doo Jason Moore, yoo-hoo. Are the entrepreneur now? What's going on, man? Hey, man. I, wow. What an intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> Honored to be here, Heath. How are you today? Awesome, dude. I'm, I'm fist pumping nonstop like usual. <sighs> man, you got my heart pumping and my fist pumping over here right now after that <laughs> intro. I love it. Thanks. Uh, I'm honored. You got to have the style, man. I've always been the type to uh, <laughs> pump up through energy and enthusiasm, and that's the way to live the life. Like I, I, I want to be that guy that wakes up in the morning and just walks out the front door like, you know, in my undies and just screams hello world and everybody just stares at me like there's that crazy ass neighbor again see before i do that i need i definitely need to get a cup of coffee yeah right (laughs) i used to there was a time in my life and i'm not kidding where i thought it was funny to put on these ridiculous wigs and i had this bathrobe and i'd get my like tobacco pipe out and i'd have like a glass of bourbon and i would walk outside on like a sunday morning at like 8 a.m and just walk up and down the block (laughs) <laughs> well isn't that what you do in kentucky yes right? exactly mean, you get a glass of bourbon at 8 a.m you put on your bathrobe and your wig and you go outside and take a walk it's, that, it's what you do that is what happens <laughs> that's exactly what you end up doing when you're in kentucky because there's not much else let's say that much <laughs> i like kentucky it's it is a nice place yeah well <laughs> no comment from the other side of the mic <laughs> So yeah, Jason, man, I'm pumped that you're on. Obviously, you are the host of one of my favorite podcasts for sure, Zero to Travel. If if you're out there and you do love travel, I highly suggest you check that out. And I'm I'm humbled to be part of your new venture location indie where it's it's just an amazing community of people that really do care about getting to that point in their life, man. I mean, from all shapes, sizes, locations, like these people, like the demographic, I mean, everything is so different. And the people that you get to interact with is amazing. So I'm I'm really excited that you put that together. It's actually ended up being a lot more than I thought it was going to be. So mm. so yeah, well, it's it's great. It's and it's really nice to hear. Thank you. I really appreciate you being a part of it. And and you pump me up because like and you can ask my girlfriend. I come home and I'm like telling her all this stuff I learned, like from the, <laughs> from a show, like because we were going to Thailand and the first one of the first episodes I heard was, you know, all the amazing ways to travel through Southeast Asia or something. And, and I just, I had these Evernote pages that are like 10, 15 pages long of like notes I've taken throughout. And then, and then I realized after like, you know, 10 days of listening to all these different episodes that you do an amazing job of putting them all on your website so that (laughs) I don't have to write all of them down while I'm like driving and like trying to text out this information on my Evernote, but don't worry, there's no cars where I drive in Eastern Kentucky, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad that I was able to fill up 15 pages of Evernote books. Yeah. I mean, that, that's great. Now, yeah, I really work hard, as you know, to try to provide that value. And, 
you know, give people a reason to listen so they can learn something and be entertained along the way is the idea, I guess. Yeah. And we all have this idea of getting to that point where obviously we want to create the life we love. Right. And we Mm want to be able to do the things that we love. And for me, that is travel being location independent for a lot of my audience. It's to be able to make a living online or, or, through creating their artworks, whether it be traveling and selling their art or doing it online. And I think between us together, like we could, we could really nail in some of those points for them and show them that there is this gigantic world out there that has so much more opportunity. Maybe it's not working where they are right now, but you get out and start moving around. I mean, think about the amount of doors that open for you just for meeting people everywhere. I mean, you're all over the place. I can't imagine how many people that you've come across and been able to form these these relationships with that really open up a whole new ball game. Yeah, and I think you were just mentioning some things there in your question and I think you know you're a creative guy. I mean, you're doing a lot of creative work too, so don't sell yourself short here and podcasting and producing these shows and, and putting these things together and that's the you know your your name entrepreneur is a blend of those two things and you have to have the creative element, right? I think travel is hugely inspirational for me and when i'm surrounding myself with different surroundings and different people i don't know it, it does a lot of things i mean one thing it can do is make you introspective right mm-hmm. because you, you go to a place where people are speaking a foreign language you have your own thoughts it's harder to communicate with people you find ways to communicate with people and that's one of those myths where i wouldn't say don't travel somewhere because you don't speak the language and that's a whole other episode we could probably do on that topic but just to focus on the creativity and inspiration i think travel is hugely important I mean, even if you're just taking a trip away for the weekend or, or even an hour away from your house you go to do something different surround yourself with different stuff uh and for me the having that creative outlet whether it's you know, making some dumb rap song or with my <laughs> buddy or you know doing this podcast or building i don't know writing an article whatever it's the create the creative outlets an option is it's it's a necessity for me. Uh, so not being not having that creative outlet isn't an option. It would it would just go drive me insane. So I think travel can do a lot of that for people if it's something that you want to do. You know. Yeah, it could open it up. And of course, there's homebodies people that prefer not to. But it, sure, it's amazing what happens if you get out there and see these things that you've never seen before. I mean, it's just, for me, it's more about the discovery of what is unknown, right? The mystery. Mm-hmm of how it is everywhere else and the, and the societies and the cultures and the people that need help in other places. Then we, we have it so good over here in the United States that it, it's just gratifying to get out there in the world and, and see the rest of it. And please tell me that we can make a rap song together. <laughs> I think we should do that, man. I think we'll drop a, we'll drop the LP on the entrepreneur now show right here and give it to you first. Um, no, I mean, I think I, I agree. I, I, I kind of circled around what, what you'd said before, but one point I think I neglected was the people, like you said, it's the people you meet when you're traveling and yeah, it's just these little stories. Heath, like you talk to, I don't know, just, just a random person and you have an idea exchange and you come away with a new perspective or a, a new thought or a new little blurb or a new little anecdote that you can include in an article or whatever it is, uh, just putting yourself out in the world, I think, opens up a lot of different things within you. And and for an artist or somebody that's making a living from art, 
I don't know, to me, well, I, I, you're talking to the wrong guy because I love travel, but for the, <laughs> for the right person. And I would say travel is, you have to really think if it's, it's something you want or if it's just something you're scared of. You know, if, if you're listening and you haven't done a lot of traveling, is that because you just really don't have an interest or is it because something about it makes you nervous? And then if it's the latter, can you identify what that is and figure out a way to take baby spe- steps to, to take yourself out of your comfort zone just a little bit and kind of dispel some of those myths you have within and you might see that travel is something that can really open up a whole new world artistically creatively and just personally can be so fulfilling in many ways yeah and i'm always a big reason of of this show also was something that i plan on doing with children that are sort of you mentioned people that are kind of scared or fearful to get out of their their comfort zone or to travel. Maybe they're scared of it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a huge community of people in Kentucky, like Eastern Kentucky, where you could tell them that you're going to Louisville, which is in the state. And they're like, why the hell would you want to go there, man? Like that's, right. you know, that's all CEO and or CIA and Taliban. And that, and that, <laughs> right. Obama's going to get you. <laughs> but like they, they teach this stuff to their children yeah. And then these kids grow up and they're so scared to leave their little counties because they think the rest of the world out there is just so scary and so big. And, but in reality, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's amazing what's out there. So, And sometimes when people are, are saying those things, you have to keep in mind that it might be their fears talking too, you know? Oh, yeah. That person has those feelings for whatever reason. It doesn't mean this necessarily it's right. It just means maybe they're, I don't, maybe they're afraid of traveling or taking themselves out of their comfort zone. So then they impress that upon you because you should be afraid too, because they are, I just don't think that's the case. Yeah, for sure. So what, what's, <laughs> what's, um, what's a little bit about your background and how did you get to this point? Have you always traveled? Cause I've actually never really heard it. I don't think, how did you get to this point where you have decided to take on this lifestyle of a digital nomad? Um, how did you create that life that you really wanted? Yeah, it's a, it's a big question. I, I won't, go into the well I was born in no (laughs) I won't start that far back but I will tell you there was something about traveling that always intrigued me but I didn't always do it actually up I went to college at Penn State University I grew up outside of Philadelphia so up until I graduated from school I hadn't been west of the Mississippi except for one time when I was five and I flew to California with my parents I think and of course I don't remember that so it wasn't something that I was necessarily comfortable with. It was something that I liked the idea of, but I did take a couple mini adventures just nearby, even if I was just going down to the city or, excuse me, went camping a, a couple times. You know, my, then my dad would take me camping and skiing. So he was kind of introducing me to some of the more adventurous things in life. And, and that was cool and eye-opening. But I hadn't, I hadn't been very far up until the time I was finishing college. At that point, I was... 22, I guess. And yeah, for a lot of friends of mine and studied abroad and I thought it was such a cool thing. I didn't think I could afford it. And this is a huge misconception that I try to repeatedly (laughs) bash across the face uh, on Zero to Travel (laughs) podcast. This idea that travel has to be expensive because it certainly doesn't. And travel can be like anything else. It's an industry, right? So when you look at it from the industry perspective, if you look up package vacations or different trips and that the industry business side of it, you can see things can be very expensive. But if you're just an independent traveler, 
there are so many ways to travel cheaply. But I didn't know all this at the time. I just, I was like a lot of people, I just thought it was expensive and I never, never thought I'd be able to afford to take like two months off and go backpacking in Europe. But the, the big turning point for me was after I got out of school, I was like, I just really want to take a trip to Europe and do all these things, all these pictures that I've seen people bringing back from their study abroad. I, I, I'm like, I have to go experience this stuff. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're just, I don't know, something in me just, I just couldn't ignore that thing inside of me that wanted to do it. So I still didn't have any money and I had $20,000 in debt. I had like $1,500 in the bank or something like that. But the thing that really uh, was the turning point was I, I got offered like a quote unquote regular job. And actually my mom was really supportive and I recommend to people if they don't have supportive parents or friends, you know, you got to find some group or somebody that can support your decision. But she went and basically said, you know, if you don't want to do this, I, I understand that. And right then I, I had not too long after that, just committed to this idea, like I'm going to go on this backpacking trip to Europe. I'm going to go by myself if nobody wants to go with me and I'm going to save the money and go no matter what it takes. So I was planning on getting a waitering job and all this type of stuff. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Like a lot of people coming out of school, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. Right. And uh, it turns out uh, I decided to, I, since I made the commitment and I decided that that was going to be the point travel was going to be the thing of which everything in my life revolved around that I would begin my job hunt looking for only jobs that required me to travel. And that's what I did. And because I approached it that way, I ended up finding this crazy industry event marketing where you, it's basically, there are a lot of these events and promotions that travel all over the country and all over the U S and they need people to go and like set up these events and run them and travel all over the U.S. So I got hired to execute a charity event for uh, a big box retail store, but we were hired through a marketing company and it was a race against drugs. So we set up this racetrack, Heath, in, in Kmart parking lots and kids would race modified lawn tractors. They took the blades off. They took the blades off. Um, but we would set up this whole like obstacle course. We had two semi-tractors full of equipment. We'd set up this race course and these kids would race around these lawn tractors. And for every kid that raced, Kmart would donate like $5 to a local drug prevention charity. So I got to go to a different city every week for eight months, setting up this race, running it. And I was like, this is pretty freaking fun. I'm getting paid to travel. I'm making money. I'm saving money. I'm saving a lot of money because I didn't like have to live anywhere. And that began the nomadic lifestyle, right? Because yeah. I got totally addicted. So I was like, well, finish that tour. It's not summer yet. So let me go on a couple. Of, I found a couple other gigs. And then it led up to the summer. And then I took a solo backpacking trip in Europe with the money I had saved. And that's when my world blew open because I realized, oh, there's all these people traveling. And I'm staying in hostels and places where it cost, you know, maybe 10, 15 bucks a night. And I would buy, you know, food from the local market and just hang out with people and drink wine in a square in Italy or whatever it was. <laughs> I realized like you could do all these cool things and meet all these amazing people and you didn't really have to spend that much money. And I also realized being sort of a nomad, not having a home was kind of the perfect life for me for a couple of reasons. One, I was able to save crazy amounts of money when I worked because I wasn't paying rent and because I got these tour jobs, I wasn't paying bills. Uh, like really, I mean, they would, I don't even think I had a cell phone back then, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pretty much you're not paying for gas. You're not paying for all these things. Cause it was that type of job. And so I was able to save a lot of money. And then later on, I, I ended up touring for a lot, 
a long time. I actually was the tour manager for a, a band for a while. So I got into the music touring thing. And in between, I would just travel and tour, travel and tour. And then I got to a point where I wanted to, to itch my entrepreneurial, what scratch my entrepreneurial itch or whatever I'm trying to say. So I started getting into building businesses and, and, and traveling in that way. So yeah, so my podcast, as you know, is all about helping people travel on their terms. And I think your terms can change over time depending on where you're at in life. So at one point for me, it was touring and like saving money and like traveling in that way and getting paid to travel. Now I'm interest, really interested in building uh, businesses that help people do the things that they want to do. Uh, but also these businesses, when you said digital nomad, that terms basically that you can work digitally like from a laptop anywhere. So that's the type of businesses that I build now and I'm really passionate about it. So that's, that's, I know it's a long answer, but yeah, like, <laughs> just try to cover 15 plus years of time. Like, is this real life? <laughs> yes, it is. I'm a real boy. Like, you, I, I just can't, for me, that's, that's the gold plate, right? Being able to do that. And yeah. I am so, so, so passionate about it that I ultimately know, I mean, I'm a big believer that if you really envision the where you want to be, mm-hmm. you're going to get there, right? We are what you think about. And that's a powerful man. I, ne- I never heard your background before, so I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, no worries. There's a lot of wacky tour stories in between there and uh, <laughs> other things, you know, Personal that happened is. and ha- had a quote unquote regular job for a couple years too. But uh, that that's the long and short of it, Heath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. What, what do you think the be- like the, the main benefits of, of a lifestyle like that are? Being location independent, away from being able to travel the world because you're passionate. What else? What else is so great about it? Uh, just as far as where I'm at now, in terms of being a digital nomad, or? yeah, or just the whole location independence lifestyle in general. Yeah, I think. Well, there are many challenges that come with it too. So it's, this isn't one of those. And you'll, you know, I'll be the first to say it, it. We're not about selling the dream. We're about selling the reality. Yeah. But your reality can be your dream if, if depending on what you want. I think location independence as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, if you're listening uh, to this from, from the artistic perspective, it, it just like anything else, if you're running your own business, that's going to come with its own set of challenges. And you can take that almost as a separate entity. Now you're going to take that those challenges and bring them on the road with you. Sometimes it can make things more difficult. But on the upside, you get to be where you want to be when you want to be there. And right now I'm in the Philadelphia area because I wanted to come here and spend time with my family. And I can go do that, have the flexibility to do that. That's You can't put a I know it's hard to measure how valuable that is. I mean, your time's your most valuable asset, right? I mean, money you can always make. It can come and go depending on <laughs> how things are going, but your time is is all you have and that's where I think choosing that lifestyle it just I, I want to own my time is what it comes down to. And if you can own your time, it can really open up a lot of the the places, not only things you can do, but the places you can go. And for some people that might mean, look, for me, I've been traveling so long now. I'm really excited to just be back. I live in Boulder, Colorado, where I have an apartment that I'm not at very often. (laughs) But now I've come back uh, and I'm just really psyched to be spending time there and, and doing this work. And it's cool because I can do that. And if I get a crazy itch and I want to 
go join Heath in Thailand when he goes and meet up on the beach with him and have some Mai Tais or whatever, I can do that too. So that's where the lifestyle is awesome, uh, but then also it has its own set of challenges because the nomadic lifestyle isn't for everybody either, and I understand that. Yeah, and the responsibility is there hardcore, right? You, ha- you have to be responsible for yourself, yeah. and, and I can see how that can be somewhat of a challenge, but if you're up for it, man, wow. Well, that's a really huge... Yeah, that's a really great point, actually. Uh, one I should have brought up, so thank you. Uh, the responsibility factor, because for a long time, traveling when I was on tour, I, I, was, I was on tour and there was the responsibility that went with that job, but then once the tour was over, those responsibilities ended, and then I could take off to another country and travel and explore, and really it was just travel for pure travel's sake, you know, just soaking it in and experiencing the culture, and it wasn't like I had to run back to a laptop and like send a bunch of emails or try to find a high-speed internet connection so I could upload my podcast. It comes with all this stuff that can be really stressful, and that's why I say on, on the podcast, it's, it's, it is about traveling on your terms, and your terms are going to change as you change as a, as a person, you'll change. So the things that you want and how you want to travel is going to change. Your style will change just like your clothing style changes or anything else. So it's good to think of it that way, I think, because I don't know, people can see how other people travel and you can't fit yourself into the box of how somebody else does it. You have to do it in a way that's comfortable for you. And maybe for some people that means saving up a thousand bucks or 2000 bucks and taking a road trip and just like focusing on the road trip and having that experience, not having to run a business while you're doing it because that's satisfying in its own way. You know, if I didn't have those experiences, I wouldn't have the perspectives and the things I do. So I value those crazy. Now it's a lot of it's about having to go back to a lot of responsibilities at, at the end of the day to keep things moving. But also I'm very passionate about my quote unquote responsibilities because they involve helping other people with projects and helping people travel. So if you can find, I think, the right thing that you're passionate about, then that's, that is a key to running a business on the road, I think, because I, it could be very difficult if it was something that I wasn't too jazzed yeah, about. You're not you know? in love with, yeah. Yeah, because then I feel like I'm missing it, you know you'd be missing out on some travel experiences because every time you got to run back to your laptop and you're in Thailand, you're missing out on being in Thailand. You're sitting in front of your laptop. So it's a delicate balance. You want to get to that point where you you don't have that rush, right? Where you can slowly go through your days. You can know what you have done. It's it's very much planned out as far as um, knowing where you need to be, when you need to be there. So. Share with us some different people that you've met over the years traveling, uh, maybe other digital nomads or or different ways that people have been able to make money uh, as a digital nomad, maybe in like the creative side of things. Have you seen any artists out there doing it? Have you seen musicians who do it? Have you seen any creative entrepreneurs in general Um, and any examples of what they've been able to accomplish? Yeah. And I mean, I know in 
through your show, I think you had um, you've had some people on that that do class work through Skype, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, and that's a huge one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, think about that. I I think sometimes, of course, there you have the stipulation is you have to have a good enough internet connection. But I mean, listen, you can Skype from anywhere in the world, right? I mean, even if you want to just go for a month and rent. A, a villa in Tuscany or, or whatever. I mean, if you have a, a Skype connection and you're running classes or running your projects uh, or taking on clients or, or coaching or, or whatever you're doing, I mean, you can do that from anywhere. So it's about setting yourself up with the ability to do what you do from anywhere. I just spoke with a couple recently, Scott and Michelle, and they, uh, uh, Michelle wasn't sure what she was going to do. She was doing uh, social work and, and Scott had just left his job and he was trying to figure out what to do next and they were preparing for this trip. So she had moved to an area uh, for for a job or something but then it fell through and then she ended up getting on Etsy and starting to sell some of her artwork there and it started taking off for her. So her Etsy shop started taking off. She, she just opened another one recently and now they just left for India and um, they're a great example of, of a couple that, you know, they had their backs up against the wall because everything changed. They wanted to take off and she decided to pursue her, her art side. And it, it obviously worked out for her and it, it is working out. So, um, yeah, I listened to that episode and she, her story was pretty cool because she just threw some up there and didn't know what was going to happen. And then after a certain amount of time, like one sold and then another sold. And <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool to hear, right? Because you never know. I've, I've, I've talked to so many people that said, oh, yeah, I tried Etsy. It didn't sell. Mm-hmm. It's like, how long did you try it, right? You, you really never know. Or did you change some things up and try it some long? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, she had a pretty good story. Well, yeah, it's, it, it is about consistency and persistence when it comes to these things. It, it, and taking action, right? Like she, she actually got to the point where she took the action and then like took the time to, to put her artwork or projects on Etsy and go through the whole thing, like you said. And, and you kind of, you have to, you have to kind of go for it, you, you know, get out there and spank yourself, right? <laughs> it's not going to happen if, uh, if you just leave it on your hard drive or, you know, sitting in your you closet. You can't just cry and suck your thumb and poop your pants all day. <laughs> well, you can, but you just might not be able to be a digital nomad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, yeah, and then various, you know, travel writers and freelance writers, people people doing that sort of thing from all over. I'm, it's it's so cool now, if you think about it. Uh, it technology is a thing that I think a lot of people can, it can piss you off, right? Because you're like, like, Facebook is sucking my time or whatever it is, you know, but... <laughs> The cool thing about technology, it's no longer limiting what people can do. You don't really have to be some kind of tech whiz to be able to have an online business anymore because there's so many third-party apps and services that will like walk you through it and get your stuff out there. Like Etsy is a perfect example. I'm sure you've talked about it a lot in your show. But you know, if the technology is limiting you, you don't want to limit, is not limiting you, you don't want to limit yourself by not taking advantage of what's out there. Yeah, for sure. Etsy, I mean, there's there's so many. I was actually signed up for something recently that will, God, what's it called? Um, man, there's this cool product start or something. I don't know. I'll find a link and put it in the show notes. But mm. they will literally email you when they discover all these new companies that are doing all these amazing things. And like I found one today. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's gamp, gamping.com, like camping with a G. And okay. it's, it's like a 
it's kind of like an Airbnb, but for camping on other people's properties, it's mm. like private lands. Oh, I heard, I heard of something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like just stuff like that. And it's for creatives, obviously different mm. methods to get on there. And I don't know how many people I've had on the show that are all over the world. You know, a lot of these people that come on are, are somewhere else in the world and that's not where they're from. Right. Mm-hmm. They've, they've yeah. moved somewhere and figured out an opportunity and they've worked at it and, and it's worked for them. So like, I just think there's, there's so much out there. You just have to give it a try. There is. Uh, have you ever been glamping? Do you know that that term? Glamping. <laughs> I think that's a funny term. I use it often. I, I can be a little bit of a car car glamper. Um, no, it's like glamorous camping, you know. So it's like when you have your when you have your ride with you, you know. There's like backpacking in the wilderness where you have yeah, everything. Yeah. Then there's glamping where like you pull up in your car and you bust out you bust out like you know. 50 different types of beer and you got fine whiskey and you're cooking like a super fancy fish dinner and you got all the spices, you know, oh, that's glamping. It. That's glamping. It's great. It's fantastic. That's, that's how I roll to the music festivals. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I love music festivals, man. I went to Telluride bluegrass festival last year for my nice. honeymoon. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Bluegrass is always amazing. I dig it. Well, so we, how can, can we get into a little bit about how people that really don't have any knowledge of, how to get around the world on really cheap budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, you are really a guru in this. And when it comes to, to travel hacking in general, can we, can we go through some tips for, for traveling to places on as little budget as possible? Sure. Sure. I mean, it's a huge subject. Where, where do you want to start? I mean, we could start with oh, airfare. Man. Yeah. Let's go with airfare. <laughs> I mean, cause that's always the biggest expense is, is airfare. And yeah, I mean, uh, we yeah we could do a whole episode on on the credit card travel hacking scheme I'll call it even though it's yeah. not a scheme because you're just yeah you know, I feel like companies take a lot of advantage of us so whenever we can take advantage of a company <laughs> yeah, and what they it? offer right. and the system why not right um you're you're kind of building up the the points and miles now aren't you yeah yeah I started I've got about eighty thousand on Southwest and fifty sixty on united and yeah it's awesome slowly man yeah well it takes time but i mean everybody's got bills and everybody's spending money so yeah it's it's me that's one tenth of the way to the million miler club right (laughs) right and i mean there are there are a lot of extreme strategies when it comes to travel hacking with credit cards i'll just i'll just simplify it this basically and you can be as conservative or as aggressive as you want but essentially, if you are carrying a credit card in your wallet and you're not getting some type of travel rewards points for it, you're literally wasting space and time and just throwing your money away. <laughs> I'll just yeah, be as right. blunt as that. Because there, and, and I'm talking to the US based crowd because I understand in, in Europe and Australia, it's, it's it, the credit card travel, like earning miles and points for cre- with credit cards to get free travel, which is kind of what we're talking about here. Is, is pretty limited. But if you're in the U.S. and you're carrying around a card and not getting anything for it, you need to get online and start looking immediately at these cards I'll talk about in just a second tomorrow. Uh, and also, extreme credit card travel hacking isn't recommended if you have a credit score lower than <laughs> 700. So you can get a free credit report at uh, like Credit Sesame or CreditKarma.com and you can look up. You don't want to start like applying for a bunch of credit cards and doing all this stuff because... Listen, it's it's not a good idea if you're if you're like swimming in debt, right? Mm-hmm. But essentially, how it works is uh, different credit cards offer these big bonuses, 
when you sign up, as long as you fulfill the requirements. So uh, the example I'll use is a card I love, the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. Where nice. the, yeah, the, yeah, it's an awesome card, um, as awesome as credit cards can be. And uh, yeah, I mean, basically you have to spend $3,000 within the first three months of getting the card. It's after four you, now. Oh, is it? Okay, that's cool. I didn't I know get, that. I get I get blasted with four. It's not that cool. That's four months. Well, four months is is no, more. No, no, no. It's four thousand dollars. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. That's no good. Yeah. Um, and it it sounds like a lot of money, and it is, and that's why we don't recommend it for everybody. But here's the deal: there are a lot of workarounds on this. That I mean, we can. I don't know how deep you want to dive on this subject, but when you're looking at spending four thousand dollars. In three months, that's a lot. But what you get in exchange for that is, you know, usually between forty or fifty thousand points, depending on what the offer is. And then you can turn those points into miles with various airlines, or you can use it directly with Chase to book what is essentially free flights where you're just pay- paying the taxes and fees. So I've booked two round trip tickets to Norway, where my wife lives, uh, in the last, I guess, year to year and a half for a total of $88. I think they were like, no, sorry, less than that. It was like that each ticket was $41.20, which is insane, (laughs) but it can be done. And when you think about spending money and like meeting these minimum spends, there are creative ways to do it. And there's a term called manufactured spending, which means you're spending the money, but you're not really spending the money. I know that sounds strange, but think about some of the things you do every month. And you're in a hurry to spend this money because you got to fulfill the requirements, right? But you know you're going to go to the grocery store. You know you're going to get gas for your car. There are certain things that you're going to do so you could actually go out and buy gift cards and front load that those regular expenses. You can switch some of your other expenses to... Uh, this particular card so you pay it off quickly you can wait for like a big purchase say you're like you're you're a graphic designer and you know you need a new mac and you're going to go buy a mac and it's going to be twenty five hundred dollars you get a card like this bam you almost met your minimum spend you know on certain cards right there and there are other cards like the city american advantage uh the city aa card which i think you get the bonus like when you spend your first dollar so they don't all have minimum spends but that's the gist of it you have all these travel rewards cards you can review them you can find out which one's the best for you and then you can get it and earn these points and get (laughs) free flights eventually if you have any questions about the cards themselves you can email me jason at zero to travel.com and based on get on your podcast i mean it's like a you have some frequent flyers. Well, yeah, and then of course, just amazing. You break it all down. So, well, and Travis, you know, who's the other co-founder of Location Indie. I mean, he's he's. You know, I learned a lot of the the, the little tricks from him, and his his website, extrapackofpeanuts dot com, is man. That's I mean, that thing's a gold mine if you just go over there and you want to learn about travel hacking. Oh, it's incredible. You know, yeah. I've 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 got some articles up, but I mean, Travis is man. He's the man. Uh, he's. He really works it, so I would recommend. Can you get that. there by just going to epop.com, or do you have to actually type in extra pack of peanuts? No, oh, actually, if he's done that, he should set that up though. No, he hasn't. It's epop media. Oh darn you, epop media! Um, <laughs> those those media companies. Uh, yeah, extra pack of peanuts.com. Check it out, and you can learn everything that I know about travel hacking. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I've I was able to use your methods with. Google Flights and Explore, mm-hmm. and we were able to drill in, and this is without points, right? So yeah, 
Yeah. We were able to drill in both of our round trip flights to Thailand for about 1800 mm-hmm. which $900 a flight from Louisville, Kentucky. And this isn't like us driving to DC or Chicago where it's cheaper. From Louisville, we were able to get there for $900 each. Mm. And that's pretty amazing compared to what the average flight there is. And it's, yeah. it's about fifteen, sixteen hundred if you look at um, what the normal flight. Right on, man. That's that that's, scale. And that's a cool tool. That's great. Yeah. And let, let's talk about uh, just a couple other non-credit card strategies because I know one thing you did when you booked your flight, and I think it's smart, is you want to try to consolidate your miles on a particular airline. So if you're not doing the credit card thing or whatever, that's fine. But try to fly the same airline, for example. There's like slow ways you can earn free flights too. And there's something called airline alliances where they'll have a group of like 20 plus airlines under the same alliance. So for example, United's under what is called the Star Alliance, right? So if you fly another, even if you can't find like a cheap flight on United, but you're trying to stack your miles on United, but you fly another airline under the same alliance, when you go to the desk to check in, you just tell them, simply tell them, hey, I want to credit this to my United account. And that way you can keep banging the same one. Otherwise, you get spread out all over. So you should never be flying and not earning something from somewhere. Uh, and then booking can, cheap. Can go I ahead. ask you a question yeah. on that real quick? So if you if you were to book a flight, and obviously it switches airlines between the Star Alliance like say some of them is United and then you get to Tokyo and Tokyo to Bangkok, right? It's uh, air, somebody else, I can't remember who it is. Mm-hmm. Another big airline. I think one of the biggest ones actually. Air Nippon? Uh, what would you say? Nippon Air or? Maybe. Yeah. I think they were like red and white if I remember correctly. Yeah. But so if I book those flights through United, do the points for those connecting flights that were booked into that go back to United? Do you actually have to go and ask that um, at the airlines? You booked the flight through United? Yeah. Yeah, then you you should be good for, for yeah, all those okay. miles. That's yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and then, excuse me, um, another couple like little sort of easy tricks is travel during shoulder season. And by that, I mean... It's, it's not quite the off season, but it's not quite the high season either. So if you think about, let's take a destination like, I don't know, the, like a beach in the northeast uh, of the United States during the summer. I mean, in the summer, everybody goes to the beach. That's like the high season, right? Um, so if you travel in the what's called the shoulder season, off season would be the winter, like the dead of winter, nothing's going on, right? But if you travel after Labor Day when like all the kids are back in school and families and a lot of people aren't on vacation anymore, that's when you get deals because they want to bring people to these towns. But you can still catch the good weather. You know what I mean? So you kind of get the best of both worlds. And then uh, doing simple things like booking your flights, uh, generally speaking, Tuesdays are like the Tuesdays, Wednesdays are like the best days to book flights. If you're searching on like a Saturday, the airlines, I mean, they're smart. They know a lot of people have off and they're looking. So they jack the prices up. You know, these things fluctuate. Those a technology. Bastards. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're rocking Google Chrome as your browser, if you just simply go up to the top uh, where it says file and then you click new incognito window, uh, that will open up Chrome. But you've basically gone incognito so it's not tracking your cookies, not to get complicated with this, but essentially instead of the airline website being able to track, like a lot of times what they'll do is if you're searching for flight and you search for it a couple times, 
Then when you come back to search for it again, because they know you're hot on that flight, they start increasing the price because the computer knows you've been there and you've been looking at that flight. So they'll jack it up because that's they're smart business people, right? But if you go through this incognito window, um, they can't track your cookies. So you can basically get you know the, the, the cheaper price every time, yeah right? yeah so there's and then there's a whole bunch of other tricks and and that's flights and then when it comes to you know the other expenses you're talking about accommodations and food just to lay this out really simply i mean it depends on how luxury you want to go but there's so many options now with accommodations heath like airbnb is just so fun i mean people rent private rooms in their house what a great way to to spend less money and then you like hook in right in with a local yeah i mean you could make money if you're renting out your place if you're staying with somebody and you're like in a a new place you use airbnb i mean you show up at the door of a local so i mean what better way to travel than meet locals you can get all the recommendations from that person who lives in that neighborhood i mean there are all these other side benefits to using a service like airbnb and then of course hostels and camping and all this stuff and hostels aren't just for like eight 19-year-old kids traveling around Europe. I mean, I've met families in hostels. I've met, um, you know, people that... I've met artists. I mean, last time I stayed in a hostel in Colorado, man, it was the it was the art show, and there were a bunch of artists from the art show staying there because it was Crested Butte, Colorado, and you could either stay in the $200 a night, you know, fancy B&B, or you could stay at the Crested Butte Youth Hostel for... Uh, like 20 bucks or something, <laughs> you know, and then you meet all these cool people and it's just a really great way to travel. And you also have, a, you know, stay in places that have kitchens so you can cook your own food, uh, eat street food. I mean, there, there are so many different ways that you can cut expenses for traveling. It's, I would just say to just summarize this, it's, it's definitely something that you can do and it's not as expensive as you think if that's a concern of yours and I mean, I, I just, I'm coming out with this epic bike rides week on the podcast, which is like, I talk to all these people that rode their bikes all over um, the world. And I mean, this one guy, he had spent, he'd spent something like 15,000 pounds, like British pounds, which I think is the equivalent of, I don't know, it's, it's between, I don't know, what it would be like 25 grand or something like that um, in four years. Like wow. he, he rode his bike <laughs> around the world for four years and he spent like that's what most people a lot of people spend in like half a year on expenses or like oh, yeah, a year easy, yeah. you know and and in exchange for that he ob- obviously he has sacrificed comforts along the road i'm sure but think about what he's gained i mean he's seen the world so it just depends on uh your mindset yeah you had those you had an ama- another amazing you had two guys on your show if i remember correctly i can't remember if it was yours or travis's it might have been travis's but he had one of you had interviewed a couple guys who literally they decided that they were going to save up all their money, right, and pay off their debt mm-hmm. and save up enough money to go 
live around the world for a year. And I think the budget he came up with was like $50 a day. And some days you spend more and some days you spend less, but they yeah. were in Southeast Asia at the time. And that's yeah. like, that just blows your mind if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at it's, 50, what is $50 a day? Well, yeah. And if, if you think about going to a it's place like Thailand, $1,000 a year. Yeah. I mean, if you're interested in a place like Thailand, for example, I mean, just go online and like, check out the exchange rate and then look what things cost. Or, you know, you're talking about you can buy street, a, a whole meal on the street for a, like a dollar or less, literally. So I've stayed in places in Bangkok for under $5 a night, which is a major city. I mean, think about it may cost a little more to get there, but as soon as you land and set foot in a, uh, set your feet on the ground in a country like that, I mean, your bank account just tripled or quadrupled or whatever the, the exchange rate is or the equivalent. So yeah, it's a good point. I mean, your money can go a lot further in certain countries. You have to balance that with what you want to do and kind of what you're what you're interested in doing. Yeah, and then going back into all the people that you can meet at hostels and stuff, it's you start talking to them and finding out what they do mm-hmm. and trigger ideas on what you can do to to make money while you're on the road as well. So totally. Yeah. Well, where where do you think some of your favorite places that you've been to so far are? I know we're getting short here on time, but just interested. Yeah. I know people want to know that. Man, I mean, if you're looking for, you know, like you mentioned the whole episode we did on Southeast Asia. I I love Southeast Asia and I I particularly love South America in terms of international travel. And I love road tripping around the U.S., to be honest with you. With all these tours and everything I did, I've, I've been around the country so much. I've lived in every state, I would say, for at least a minimum of a month, but probably more. Wow. It's it's an amazing place to travel and not that expensive, particularly if you're camping. Uh, it just depends on how you do it. But yeah, South America, I love Argentina. It's um, just people are so passionate. If you would love nature, you can go down to the southern area of Argentina and Patagonia and you can hike and camp and bike and raft and all these types of things till your heart's content. And then you have the big city like Buenos Aires where you can drink great wine and go out to the clubs all night till the sun rises and art and everything that you would want. And it's just such a beautiful country. Uh, I really love Argentina is one of my top. I have to, I have to throw in Norway. Otherwise my, my wife's going to kill me. My wife's Norwegian. Um, Norway is very expensive. I don't know if I'd recommend it to the, to the, the, the beginning budget traveler, but, um, Norway is such a beautiful, beautiful place to visit. And the nature is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, Southeast Asia, where you're going, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, it's all so, so affordable, so accessible and and so easy to travel. You might be listening to this thinking, what's easy about that? I mean, everybody speaks different language. It's, they eat crickets, you know, (laughs) it's, it's crazy, but I mean, you get a great mix of exotic cultures, but also ease and comfort. And it's a very well well-beaten path in terms of people visiting and, and travelers and anything you could want to do because they're earning a lot of their income off of tourists, right? So anything that you could want to do or arrange that's that's mainstream, that, that are sites to visit and things to do, you can easily find somebody that speaks English that will take your money and you know book a trip for you or help you get where you need to go. And you don't have to be intimidated by it, I promise. And I've got, a, I got an email into Boonti. Am I, am I pronouncing his name right? The driver out there that 
Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Travis Cambodia. is. Uh, yeah. yeah, Travis wrote about him on his blog. And uh, yeah, he's been getting a lot of guests. That's great, man. I, I just went trekking in Nepal and I'm hoping for the same reaction. I, my, my guide was such a wonderful guy, Samir. We really connected with him and I'm putting together a mini series on the trekking experience and teaching people how to go trekking in Nepal, everything, the nuts and bolts from what equipment to get, to where to get it, to which to bring, and yeah. everything that happens on the trail, and just the entire breakdown. And the cool thing is, because he was so gracious, he's I, I interviewed him all up and down the trail so I could get the Nepalese perspective, and he's done many treks uh, as, a, as a trip leader. So I really, really can't wait to bring that, uh, put that out there on, on the podcast. Oh, man. I'm just like fist pumping so hard right now. <laughs> yeah, if anybody needs a guide in uh, in Nepal for trekking, uh, definitely let me know. I'll hook you up with some Have you been to Indonesia? I have not. No, it's definitely on the list. I just haven't made it over. I mean, there. I know there's some turmoil over there right now, but I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that it's a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd like to go. Maybe I'll meet you down there at some point. <laughs> oh man. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna come back from Thailand. I don't. Know. <laughs> you might not. I don't know. We'll have to see. I've, you guys have I sold expect, me on those MC Hammer pants. I expect <laughs> they are everywhere. I expect pictures on the blog. Oh, they will be, man. I'm gonna in gonna, in the MC Hammer pants. Doing something creative, right? Yeah, absolutely. They might be the only pants I wear for the rest of my life if if I get enough pairs of them. I probably need wanna, three or four. Do you want to make a bet on that? Maybe we could, like, you know. <laughs> MC Hammer Pants for life if, if uh, you know, this team loses or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can imagine telling that story as like a 68-year-old grandfather why I have those pants on. <laughs> still, still have them oh, on. man of my word, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm so pumped that, that you were able to come on. Like, I really appreciate all the value that you brought to everybody, and I'm and I'm honored to to have been able to connect with you. I think that if anybody out there has any question at all, whether they think traveling would or wouldn't be for them, give it a try. Like get out there. You, know, you don't have to do anything crazy. You don't have to pull your pants down and run around like a maniac. You can you can make conservative steps to get to that place that you want to be. You know, save some money, pay off your debt, and, and then take some of that money on the side and just slowly put it away. And you'll build up some revenue. And then you can do the frequent flyer mile things. You can build up some points along the way if you organize your bills the right way and. Follow the podcast Zero to Travel and, and Epop because you're going to learn how to do that there. And once you do it, you're home free, man. It's it's like Freebird, right? You can you can go wherever you want and visit wherever you want and, and find out if it's for you or if it's not for you. And there's no rules. That's the beautiful thing about it. And the world is here for us all to discover and make and make our own. So yeah, man. Where where can our our listeners find you and get in contact with you other than Zero to Travel dot com, the Zero to Travel podcast. In, the, in that that's, straight place. Yeah, no, that's well, well said. First of all, thanks for thanks for that. I hope I provided value. And and yeah, if if you want anything more, you can always reach out um, either of those places. And I'm actually launching a new. If you're one of those people that uh, you know having a hard time figuring out how to quit your job and travel, and you want to go a little deeper, um, you can go to zero to travel dot com slash quit and starting a new you know kind of in the middle of creating this new free mini course because I want everybody to be able to do this if it's something they want. Um, so, yeah, you can check that out if you want. But other than that, yeah. that yet. Awesome. no, it's just, uh, I just put it up really <laughs> the other day and we talked about taking action. I said, you know what? 
this is something I've been wanting to put together forever because I, I know that feeling and I want to I wanna help people that are in that position um, take the steps they need to, to you know, get where they want to go. So, yeah, and then, of course, I mean, I, I don't want to rattle off a bunch of URLs, but you mentioned you're in Location Indie. We are going to open the doors to the community if you're interested in kind of becoming a digital nomad, learning more about travel, trying to get your business to the next level or start one. Um, and you and you want to do it through that lens of like lifestyle. We're like, hey, the lifestyle is important to me. I want to travel. I want to be free in that way. Um, you can always go to locationindie.com. Um, but dude, I can't spit any more URLs. URLs. I want to spit some rhymes with you at some point. So <laughs> I thought you were going to rap. I wanted to rap that. battle right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring a rap on, an, on another one. Hey, man, you might be surprised. I have an extensive history of rap battles that will blow your mind. Are we going to get to you, have you on the Zero to Travel podcast? I want to have you on as a guest, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. For okay. Sure. Cool. I, I'm like, I, I, I'm pumped that we got this episode out there. I want everybody to, to know about Location Indie, and I know you mentioned it, but like, it is awesome, and it's not overwhelming, and there are people on there that literally they care about everybody else that's on there and everybody is sort of working in one energy to get to where they want to be. And if you have that, that, that niche, like that, that knack where you just want to, you can't stand the cubicle, you can't stand the day job and you just know that there's something much bigger out there for you. Check it out. I mean, you, you'd be surprised what you learn. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't say much more about it. And we I've only, it's only been what, like a month since you launched it. Not even man, just, just really a few weeks, but uh, I really, really, appreciate that Thank, yeah, thanks we'll so much in and, and like i said we become what we think about 100 percent. if you have a vision mm-hmm. you want to get there you can get there jason's done it travis did it i'm doing it right now and and i've got my mindset on it and i couldn't go back now like there's just no way <laughs> like if you it's told hard. me that i i mean i've convinced myself and i mm-hmm. will get there right and and talking to all these people like you every single day just makes it so much better and i'm i'm happy that we can relate this to people through itunes and through stitcher that that want to get to the same place that we are so well it's fun man i mean you get to meet like i get to meet people like you you know like you're you're doing a lot of great work it's it's fun it's energizing to meet other people doing this type of stuff that are exercising their creative muscles and like you know building businesses excited about travel passionate about life it's man it's really fun like just to be around those people so man i really yeah i'm just having a blast with it i really really appreciate it yeah live your life in a way that that you would want to live the same life all over again right so <laughs> yeah exactly 100%. <laughs> and do you have any favorite resources or, or books or anything that people might find fascinating you know from the artist perspective uh I really enjoyed. Do you ever read Seth Godin? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, have you read The Icarus Deception? I have not. Yeah, I recommend that book. I think it's great. Uh, really, really interesting uh, approach to just art and get. You know, he's all about giving yourself permission to do the things you want to do, and that's like you had mentioned before. I mean, it's just about committing to what you want to do and then maintaining that a commitment every day and just revisiting it and just remembering you know, where you want to go. I think the Chris deception is, is a great book. I'm reading Amanda Palmer's book right now. Oh, right. Uh, the art of asking, I think yeah. it's called. She's pretty cool, man. Cause I love like, she's, amazing. I don't know. I used, yeah. I having toured and like music touring, not as a musician, but as a tour manager, uh, just being around that. Like, I always love hearing music stories, you know, and then she it really integrates that well. Like her, 
her stories as an artist, as a street performer, um, and then tying that in with her message with, with, you know, it's okay to ask people for help uh, and whatever that means to you. And I'm just like partway through it now, but I, man, it's, uh, it's one of those books that's just tough to put down. You know, I'm really, really enjoying it. So I definitely recommend those two reads. I'll tell you what, the one that I just finished might've been like the most life-changing book I've ever come across. Oh, really? Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Total Recall. I am not, <laughs> really? I am not kidding you, man. This guy is unbelievable. It's, and I highly suggest if you use Audible or anything, get the unabridged version. Okay. It's like 25 hours of audio, huh. but it is... I mean, I I've, I don't think I've learned so much from one person ever. Wow. It's crazy. Okay. Man, uh, you sold me. I'll pick it up. His story is just so much bigger than you would ever think Like <laughs> from, yeah. from coming over. And, and so, yeah, I highly recommend that to people too as well. Hmm. Check it out. Wow. Very cool. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. I, I want everybody to get out there, fist pump, do something crazy, go beat down your neighbor's door, give them a high five and drag them out <laughs> to a country somewhere where you all can share wine and smoke cohibas and high five each other all night long. <laughs> Get, seriously. I mean, it, you have one, li- you have one life, right? So, so do everything that you can to live that life in the way that you would want to live it all over again and break the rules. But first break the rulers and Jason, thank you so much for being the archipreneur now. <laughs> thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And always remember to keep it so, so, so funky, man. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Yeah, I really, really just been a great time. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Archapreneur Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.